You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, Outdoor Adventure Summit the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next about 40 minutes or so. Uh, along with me for the ride is the best co-host in all the land, Todd. To the top, we're hanging out inside the Monarch, inside Banyan 1, in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. We have a couple of guests with us here today. So we have uh, Troy Callantine and Jan Larson. Snow Basin Ski Education Foundation and bringing Banff World Tour to town, which is very cool. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, on the docket, we have a weekly happy. Uh, oh, my gosh. What was our weekly happy? Oh, I know. It's this 90s ski bum. Uh, so I think, Troy, you're going to like this one. We have a snow report. Hint, nothing. Um, what's that? Is that, is that a reference to you? Is that, is that, oh, yeah. No, that was, sorry, I didn't mean to reference that at all. That was, uh, uh, I just think that maybe, um, okay, maybe I did. Maybe, maybe, okay, <laughs> maybe just I did a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe you're, okay, you're related a little bit. It's pretty funny. Uh, it talks about vans down by the river. Uh, nice. We have a little snow report. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, not much happening, and but we're praying for snow um, along with some events. And then we'll get to our guests. In the news, uh, fencing hen tag, which I'm very upset about. Sundance, Todd, be thinking about this because I'm going to ask you about Sundance. And I know you didn't have any time to probably do anything, but I will ask you about it. Cool. Okay. Uh, Alta parking reservations, Girl Scouts, new adventure foals, Everest all blacks, death selfie, Louis Vuitton white space trunk. Give you something worth watching. Hint, Banff. Uh, we have... The Gear 30 segment, quote of the week, and an outdoor jukebox. So all of this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show episode 384, Ski Team, Banff, and Adventure Falls. So let's charge. Summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. How you doing, Todders? I'm doing good. Now I'm getting yeah. excited about Banff. Yeah. yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. How many years yeah. have we gone? You gone. You, you, I don't know if I've missed any that you've gone to without me. Maybe. No, we don't go without each other. Yeah, it's that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's be honest. That is one activity we do together. Yeah, yeah. But it's been. I mean, have we missed a year? I don't think so. Right. I would know. I, I don't know if we've missed a year or not. Actually. Well, we'll have to think about it once we start talking. I got to buy tickets for this year still. So, yeah, Jan's like shaking her head. Yeah, like get those yeah. tickets. Yeah. All right. So this week's weekly happy. Let me see if I can find the, uh, so 90s were a good time to be a ski bum, right? Uh, oh boy. Okay, yeah. So this guy, it says he was just Justin Patnode, and this was on the East Coast, I think in Vermont. And he has some tips on how to be a ski bum, which are probably applicable uh, today. Okay, uh, for so, anyone that wants to, you know, live in a New Jersey or something, want to come being out and be a ski bum, what kind, of, what kind of advice would you offer those people? I suggest coming out in a van that you can sleep in. 
Sometimes it's hard to find housing right away. That's your best bet. If you come in the springtime, you can just stay in your van all winter long, or all spring long in the parking lot. First, that's probably the first tip right there. Pretty good car. Any uh, scams you want to uh, reveal? Uh, I will never admit I've clipped a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one good scam. You know, people leaving the mountain. Borrow their ticket. It's not any more people on the mountain. It's probably probably somebody a lot rowdier. <laughs> okay, what about food? Happy hours and stuff. Happy hours, Holiday Inn, 4.30. Uh, the... Days in at 3:30. Um, let's see. He knows all the happy Josh's hours. Josh serves. Uh, what do they serve? Tacos and stuff. Finger food at like uh, 4:30 or something like that. You gotta know There's where the free food is. Get at. free food all, all day long. Okay. Can you repeat that in a sentence? Say, you know, one way to eat is to hit all the happy hours. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one one good way to uh, survive and have your belly full is to all the happy hours in town and you know we've got three towns right here in Summit County and you get three towns and four mountains together you got you know 30 40 bars putting on a half hour with free food and usually you don't have to buy a drink or anything you just walk in and take the finger food and but that's only at four four five pro tip o'clock, hashtag know, pro tip get breakfast somewhere how old's this kid he Kill sounds rabbit, really young know. no he does but he's probably <laughs> mid-20s okay, early 20s uh, any, anything else you want to add about being a ski bum uh it's it's an, it's very enjoyable. <laughs> it's, a, it's very definitely a way of life. Very enjoyable. Advice from a ski bum. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that is on unofficial networks. Thanks so much. Yeah, advice from a ski bum, which is kind of funny. That's insightful. I wonder is how it, that could apply today. Well, I mean, I don't know. Those are good tips, no doubt. Those are good tips. <laughs> uh, all right, so next up is uh, we do have some events here. We have the B Street Speaker Series continues this Thursday accidents at six o'clock. We have Avalanche Basics this weekend, February fourth and fifth through Ogden Avalanche. The Up for Air series is also this weekend. The Rufa up at Maylands Peak, um, and then the the Kufa climbing up for air as well. The Front Ogden four hour and eight hour events. Into the backcountry touring or into backcountry touring through the Weber Outdoor Program. That's at Ben Lomond Peak. That's also this weekend. Go to Weber Outdoor Program. You don't have to be a student. You can be general public to do that and then of course next week Ogden Avalanche B Street Speaker Series continues um, we have Banff Mountain Film Festival coming on February 18th and 19th Winter Trail Series Full Moon Snowshoe Hike through Weaver State on February 16th Powder Mountain 50th Celebration on February 19th and 21st and then Run to the Hills through Ogden Avalanche I believe is March 12th more on that later uh, and then March 19th through 20th, Ogden Avalanche Backcountry Ski Camp, Base Camp. March 25th, Winter Trail Series, Cross Country Skiing. Uh, Troy, when's your shindig? What are we doing? This? Uh, which shindig? The free yeah, rider? Good question. Yeah, yeah good which, question. When, <laughs> when are all of your Man, shindigs? Got shindigs left yeah. and right. Um, so our next, uh, a couple big shindigs coming up is... Um, course the Banff Film Festival you talked about yeah. we'll get Jan to give us more info on that we have a free ride competition coming on the 17th and 18th up at Snow Basin um, we just rerouted uh, where the route's going to be we're actually going to be coming down Lone Tree and possibly off of Flamingo so is that open to the public or ski team only this will be ski team only so this okay. is uh, kind of a western U.S. Um, competition it's open to nationally to kids to enter it's a junior free ride uh, qualifier for um for these kids so we'll have everybody from parker how old 18 and below yep. so 18 and below we're coming to this event um and man some of these kids 
the rock. Then they're going to yeah. come in, you know, 12 year olds hucking cliffs, uh, yeah. busting tricks right down the center uh, of Lone Tree and others. And uh, it's pretty cool. Parker will give us quite a few details on that. Yeah. yeah. Parker's going to have to tell me if they, to get on the team, do they have to jump Corbett's? Is that how they do that? <laughs> yeah, we meet in Jackson. They is that what Corbett's, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you're on the team. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is some qualification, though. So, uh, you know, the, the team itself, uh, Snow Basin Ski Team, we've been operating an Alpine race team for decades, really. So we've yeah. been really focused on the Alpine race team for, for quite some time. And about nine years ago, we, uh, we saw a big need for free ride and big mountain skiing for kids who wanted to have a more organized social atmosphere in their skiing, um, but they didn't want to race. Uh, yeah. the, the race scene is amazing. It's awesome. But uh, there's there's a kind of divergent group now that really wants to compete in the free ride and big mountain stuff. So we started that and Parker's been heading that up for us uh, for quite some time. So thanks, Parker. Uh, Todd, should we introduce? Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Troy Calentine, uh, Snow Basin <laughs> Ski Foundation, al- along with Parker Gray. So Troy, you know, uh, now, did you did you ski race? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my history, I grew up uh, in Ogden. I was born and raised here. Um, went to Weber State University. In fact, uh, ski raced at Snow Basin. Um, so that was quite a while ago. Started. Were you able, luck, one of the lucky ones, to be on like a like a they pay for you to go kind of a thing i wasn't quite that lucky like, okay. no no but <laughs> i had friends who did so yeah cool. <laughs> That's what matters. uh yeah no so i started uh, ski racing i guess when i was around 11 uh at snow basin for the snow basin ski team and um yeah and i just fell in love with it again that social aspect that skiing brings is a huge part of what uh what our ski team's about uh, these kids get together other kids of similar age and ability and they don't only just you know go train gates and and race but they get out and and ski all over the mountain and they learn the fundamentals of skiing how to be safe on snow and you know how to how to find and pick the best lines in and out of the race course and so I fell in love with it I ended up uh, racing all the way through high school graduated uh, from Bonneville High School, went to Weber State and raced there. Scholarship was the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. So my best scholarship really was probably the Weber State ski team. When I went to Weber State, I was a ski bum, basically in the 90s. (laughs) Not quite the Vermont style. I didn't hit all the open hour happy hours, but but I was on the Weber State ski team, and it was amazing. We had uh, uh, probably eight or ten kind of athletes that – raced alpine and our club was funded really well actually we had a pretty broad uh membership for the club so they would uh you know we had most of our out-of-town races paid for and stuff and that was pretty rad but that's as close to a true ski bomb as i had i'd take a seven o'clock uh class at weber and then night classes and then during the day i was studying up at snow basin that sounds pretty good yeah, that's not a bad gig. It wasn't that. awful. No, yeah, no, it wasn't awful. Uh, so then, what's the structure of the ski team now, and how and how's the ski team doing this year? Um, amazing. Yeah. So the structure, I guess I can tell you a little bit about. Uh, we collaborate with the Snow Basin Ski Resort mm-hmm. um, through what's called the Alpine Development Program. We started it within our team, and then cooperated with the resort to get uh, enough instructors and have the kind of the the assets in place to, to help um, to run that piece. Um, so we have about 150 kids in the Alpine Development Program. That's really like the 12-year-old and, and younger um, group. And, the, and their mission and goal is, again, to teach those fundamentals, get the kids skiing in and everywhere on the mountain um, with proficiency. So they can ski black diamonds, blues. Um, and then we have a set of criteria that we you know we gauge them on, basically on you know, what skills have they acquired. And... Um, 
So that's about 150 people there. And then from there, as they kind of age up in and or gain more interest in our free ride program or in ski racing, then they come to us and that's where we help guide them into the right program. So um, the Snow Basin Ski Team ran by the Snow Basin Sports Education Foundation, SSEF. Yeah, yeah. We rolls off the there. tongue. It rolls off the tongue, <laughs> SSEF. Uh, we host a little over 100 athletes right now. So we've yeah. got around 40 that are on our free ride team that Parker manages. Um, and then the difference is on our Alpine racing program. Okay. I have a question for you yep when you're on the mountain and you're watching all the kids ski mm-hmm. not your just your kids all the kids on the mountain sure can you look at all the kids even going down you know steeper shoots and stuff and say that kid's had training versus those who have it can you can Absolutely. you see it yeah 100 percent. percent. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. yeah it, you, the, a lot of these kids at 10 11 and 12 their parents have been skiing most of their life by the kids time the kids hit 11 and 12 that have been through our program from the age of like eight through the evo program they're skiing better than their parents. <laughs> this is yeah. this includes me and my kids nowadays. They they do. So my, my yeah, yeah. So the question is like you know some likes to ski guy goes out all the time. You right. know, um, is it just is it impossible to pick up some of these skills without training, like without a coach? And so, you know, how hard is it to you know what are they missing essentially? You know, and what does the ski team bring that? How does it bring value to your technique when you're on the sure. mountain? I mean, I guess I'd put it this way. There's there's an easy way to ski and a hard way to ski. Yeah, yeah, and if you try to learn on your own, typically you end up learning the hard way to ski, mm-hmm. right? And when I say hard way, it's it's hard on your body. It's hard physically. It's it's harder to make a good clean turn without some of the minute uh, adjustments we help the kids make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hips over their toes, parallel shins, um, just having simplicity of hands out front, making a solid pole plant. Some of those things seem so rudimentary that, People don't really think about it, but but these kids get these habits instilled in them that at such a young age, and, and and it's repetitively just just you know brought to them that they it becomes second nature, and then we can really fine tune from there. So uh, I'm a huge fan of coaching. Like so, yeah. at 45 years old, I still take coaching. I take guitar lessons. I, I take you know coaching in my business and different things. And so you know, Todd, I, can we take? Podcast coaching lessons? I bet, I bet. <laughs> you could give podcast coaching lessons. See, I'm more on the side as we could probably give them. We could probably give them. It may be too late for us to take the classes. Yeah. We've established bad habits already. <laughs> I think that's what pay, people pay for is our bad habits because yeah. it's worth it's worth listening to. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Well, Thanks, John. And speaking of habits, right? Bad habits are something in skiing, just like any other sport, they're really difficult to break. So when you get kids involved in skiing. Um, you know, organized ski lessons and and coaching, it, they're going to develop good habits early that um, will be harder for bad habits to kind of sure. interact themselves and, and create. Sure. How young do you start? Um, so the snow basin program starts at five. Yeah, between up from five to eight, they run a program that's called Snow Stars. And then about the eight-year-old range, they hop into the Devo program. So as young as five, and those are half-day programs, Saturdays only, about 13 sessions throughout mm-hmm. the season. Um, and then when they get into the Devo program, it's an all-day <coughs> session. And at age nine and ten, we'll, we'll take them in the race side, but there is kind of a requirement to, and an evaluation of the skill set to make sure that they can we can match them up with the proper group because we don't want – you know, somebody who's just not quite there trying to keep up and developing bad habits, sure. trying to keep up with some of the other kids. It's better sure. to keep them in a group that's the same or similar ability. When do you kick them out and do you um, offer uh, adult 
middle-aged male <laughs> ski class. Too many bad habits. <laughs> too many bad habits. Is it too? Is it too late, Troy? You could just lie. Late? You could just lie on the okay. application. I'm, let you. I'm 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do. We coach kids up to 18, so we have services okay. and value we can provide all the way up through age 18. Um, and uh, but we, I really we, am screwed, Todd. I can't. <laughs> there's no way. You can't pull 18. No, I can't pull. There's 18. no way, dude. <laughs> we could arrange some private coaching. For okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of work <laughs> that would be scary. So. <laughs> no, you guys. Jan with her dig on the side. I like no, that. These kids make lifelong friends in the ski program. Absolutely. Definitely. My sons, both of them. Yeah, for sure. Have, yeah, know. Jan and I have known each other for really thirty over thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was involved with the ski team, really running the board, uh, handling that stuff, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and you know, I've known her sons as well, and and she's absolutely right. I have you know most of my best friends uh, I knew and grew up with on the ski team, and um, <coughs> whether we hang out every day or not, I when I see those people around, That's we true. we connect and hang out. So it's a really great experience. Mm-hmm. My camera keeps shutting off for some reason. Uh, yeah, see there. Now I'm back. All right, very good. Okay, so uh, good halfway through the, the season, where are we at? On this, uh, yeah, we're you know, I mean, we're halfway through the ski season for the most part, but we're really kind of just getting started on the race season. Uh, we start racing in December, um, but snow conditions and some other things has rescheduled some some of our events back a little bit. So um, we race all the way through uh, really March uh, and early April for the finals and championship races for these kids, and uh, the free ride championship is in late March as well, Parker and. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're just really kind of just getting geared up and going. Once the kids get started, um, you know, we have all the different age groups from U18 all the way down to U10, and they, they race at different resorts with different age groups. And so almost every weekend our, our team is traveling somewhere, um, either locally within, you know, the Snowbird Alta, or like Snowbird Park City, Snow Basin area, or all the way up to um, Idaho, Wyoming. So if a parent wants to have their kids participate in your program, when's the recruiting hour? Uh, you know, soon. Yeah. soon? Okay, yeah, when does that yeah. come up? And well, we'll accept people mid-season. So if someone yeah. wanted to come check at us this year, we, if we have room and we have the coaching staff to get to offer the value, we, we don't want to bring them on if we can't provide the service. But if we have room in the program for the kids' uh, ability and age, we'll, we'll start to work with them this year on a prorated basis. Um, we plan to release our full tuition um, and programming for next year by uh, late March to early April. And what basic skills should they have before they jump on the team? Uh, at the younger age, we really need them to be able to carve, um, you know, parallel turns down fairly steep blue runs with proficiency and no, no real fear. If they can do it down black runs, that's even better. Um, and um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the if I was to summarize the main thing, that's what they need. They need to be able to, of course, get their own boots on. Like there's a maturity thing that comes with this sport as well that the coaches don't. You don't put their boots on? For we don't. No. <laughs> no. If you want that, you can go to Deer Valley, I guess. I don't know where they, where they do that. But yeah, no, that, which actually is, I guess, another point to bring up on, uh, you know, you build lifelong friendships. You, you really create this culture of, of, of a social sport, right? You get engaged with other people who yeah. do this for fun. And, um, and at young ages, these kids, my kids have been bringing home their, their, their boot bag and 
pulling out their boots and drying them every night, drying their gloves, taking care of their goggles, packing it all up the next morning, um, you know, at age. These are lifelong skills. These are lifelong skills. I mean, they seem basic, but again, for an 11, 12-year-old to come home and manage all that equipment and gear yeah. and, and do it and, and know that if they don't, their feet are going to be frozen the next day. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's pretty rad to see that happen with the kids. And So the kids need their own equipment, and then, yep. um, and then there's, a, I'm assuming, a feed of, you know, beyond the team and stuff, and then... Are there other fees like race fees or anything, or is it all kind of packaged into one deal? Yeah, uh, there are other fees. So you, we have our tuition, which covers all the coaching and training program, all the assets for you know gates and safety equipment, uh, that type of thing. But each kid needs their own skis, boots, bindings, uh, clothing. The, the tuition does include a jacket, so we have a team jacket that's branded and and is ready for them to go. And uh, for um, the racing, there's there's additional equipment that's involved and then depending yeah. on which race series they go to those that will be extra races yeah they, do they are they wearing the the onesies the tights like what are we doing yeah are we, do, we got the like the onesies man the onesies lycra yeah. lycra it's and, hot it's and, mess. It's, <laughs> you guys can't see it that's what brandon's wearing right now <laughs> okay. well, actually yeah the dice put the t-shirt over top because yeah, i just yeah. want a <laughs> spider suit it's hot yeah so yeah in the in the alpine racing side yeah there's there's that there's uh you know pads and shin guards and, and pole guards and helmet stuff like that so um so those are typically extra we we have been really fortunate so our club is based uh, our, our funding and the the programming and tuition is all built around a model of uh you know history and what we've what we've seen happen in the past and everything else and we actually subsidize a, about 45 to 50 percent of our um, of our budget through fundraising. So really important that we are able to run successful events like Banff Mountain Film Festival um, as a joint venture with Jan and, and um, other things like our Winter Welcome and these events that we're hosting, like the free ride event and our other races, those all do generate some revenue. We have uh, the Town Challenge series at Snow Basin. If you guys have seen that, we just released that back this year. Used to be a big deal. People would come dressed up, used ready to, to party. Used to be, yeah. It's going to be a bring it back. Yeah. We, we, we brought it back. So our last one was awesome. We had about 80 people enter uh, the race. There was people in tutus, people just in regular <laughs> clothes, people in race gear, uh, people on big powder skis, people on race skis. And the, the scoring system is really cool because you don't have to be fast to win. The 21st place can get the same amount of points the twenty or the first place person gets. So it's teams of four to six. And... Um, so the fundraising piece is really important for us, and that town challenge event's one of one of many things that we're doing. Well, we're going to auction off, for instance, a middle bowl chair um, on March 26th. You'll see some social media out there for that hopefully soon. Yeah, how do you uh, like the new one, by the way? Yeah, it's cool. It was busted yesterday, but other than that, oh, it wasn't busted. It was, it was down. brand new. I know. It was just down all morning is all. So, but it's good. So uh, I guess I mentioned all that because we have been fortunate enough uh, with some of our other uh, committee members and our, and our board and connections to create a scholarship fund. So we do have a scholarship application process. Oh, I love it. We've got two kids on the team this year that have engaged in the scholarship program. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's an expensive sport to get into. And we don't it's want an expensive sport sport if you're not racing to get into you know mm -hmm. so, it is yeah. just to go on a saturday is yeah. it's tough right so um so we're trying to find better ways to reach a broader base of people that that can engage in the sport and so there are some scholarship opportunities available as well okay, okay i have this is probably not a question you want to answer what's the best race ski uh, atomic you're sponsored 
<laughs> well, just look at what Michaela Schiffer skiing on. Uh, the, it, it depends, I would say, but I but Atomic is one. They're a great supporter. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're also based locally here, um, but they really do. They make especially for juniors. They make just a really broad uh, range of of skis that are great for all of our athletes, including the fist levels, which is the higher level that the U eighteen group, the eighteen <laughs> year old kid, all the way down to the younger kids. So. Um, you know, they specialize in everything, the Bent Chetler as well as, yeah. you know. I hear he's crazy. popular. Hey, who, <laughs> <laughs> who? What's his name? What? Again? Uh, okay, Binding? Uh, same, yeah, same. Atomic, yeah, Rock the Atomic, it's good. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag well, you were just speaking of uh, fundraiser a second ago. Obviously, that's a pro transition to speaking about the uh, the Banff uh, Mount, what what's the full name? I always call it the Banff. Yeah, it's Film a, did, did they change it this year, Jen? Banff Center Mountain Film Festival Mountain Film World Festival. Tour. World Tour, yes. This is the World Tour. Yes. And and for those that may not know, the World Tour means uh, it's it's sort of a selection of a festival that took place earlier in the year where you can see everything, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Which we haven't been to yet, and I'd love to. You've been how many years now? Oh, this is the 21st year we've done this, but I haven't been up there 21 years. I but started going up um, every year since 2010. Oh, I'm so jealous. My folks that have been up crazy. to Banff a few times. I would love to go. I have never been. I, I was there as a ch- child. Uh, I, there's pictures of me petting sheep. <laughs> sheep? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you remember. That, that's all I remember, yeah. And I, that's... I don't remember at all, actually. I'd like to see those photos. Let's get that. I would I'll too. put those on the gram or send me a text. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to find those. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened to those. Okay, so uh, the World Tour, essentially, the shortened version, is yes. uh, you brought it to town here. I did. And it is a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Snow Basin Ski Team. Mm-hmm. Ski Education well, Foundation. It's, um, ski Team. For the foundation also, but they okay. sponsor the ski team, and Got it. Okay. that's where all the funds go from the Banff Film Festival that we put on at the Egyptian Theater. So you have an arduous task, at least you had in the past, to go watch all, the, you had to watch all the films, which I feel very sorry for you. <laughs> and then you had to pick some, and now they help you uh, from what I understand, but then you choose what Ogden got to see. Is that, is that sort of how it worked? Well, we do. We go. I take a friend with me so that we're kind of talk about. And you have to take a friend. I do. That's terrible. How do you get on that friend list? (laughs) (laughs) You know how long my friend list is? (laughs) It's so long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it is so long. You notice I mentioned Brian and I have been friends for like 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say I'm on the list. Have you you been? (laughs) I have not been. You have not been. Okay. Well, that does not give me hope. But anyway, um, I go up there and in. It's in November, 1st of November, and uh, they have different uh, directors and real people doing the program. No fake people. No fake people. They do the shows, um, and they, we watched about 100, over 100 films. In how many days? We're there for a week. Okay. And then you vote on what you like the best, it's an it's an intensive. It is intensive, okay. and if you don't see one that you like that's presented um, by the director on sh- on the stage, then you can watch them on the computer, um, and go through them on a little bit time. faster. Okay, yeah. And then after that, uh, all the tour guides meet together and 
vote on what we like. And there's probably about 25 or 30 different hosts that come from all over the country. And um, we talk and talk about our shows and what works best and that type of thing. Um, Are there film fights? Are there, you know? No. Well, there's I really want this one. There's actually, there's not, they're not fights, but what they are is like, oh, why didn't that one get it? Yeah. You know, and because we'll vote on something and everybody likes it, but the producer and the director uh, won't cut the film down under an hour and edit it. Oh, so there's holdouts. Yeah. There are some that are really good that can't be shown on the tour. On the tour because mm. of that. Is that the, the length requirement? Well, I'm trying I, to think. Is it under an hour? Basically, it's under an hour, and we try to hold it down to 45 to 50 minutes for the long, the long films. Because when you're sitting through, is it three hours? About three hours each night? Oh, it's about two, two and a half. Anything more than that, then it's under. It is. I they suppose, lose yeah. interest in it. Um, but most of them are short. You'll have anything from three minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. Um, and then there's one feature in the evening, in the early evening, and one in the e- later after the intermission. I love the guides. Each year they're always memorable as well. I know it. They're know so much it. fun. We call those road warriors. Road um, warriors. That's yeah. It, yeah. And they come down from Banff, and uh, we host them. And they do a fantastic job. They get the audience geared up and hooting and hollering. And they say a boat a couple of times. A boat. <laughs> a boat. <laughs> a boat. <laughs> it's a boat, that. A boat. <laughs> it's a good film, eh? But this, <laughs> eh? Yeah. But this year, actually, uh, because of COVID, in January, Banff uh, cut out the Road Warrior situation. Oh, it's um, virtual. So it's virtual at mm. the Egyptian. Okay. Um, they may, as things ease up a little bit with COVID, uh, maybe in March or April, they'll open it back up. But right now, we don't have a road wire. All right, I'm going to ask an impossible question, Chad. No, I don't know. Over the years, which one or two movies stands out to you that you just think, uh, you just remember it? For whatever reason, you remember that film. And if not that, even just a a, a type or a genre or a, a sport, an activity that stands out. The one I really liked the one of the ones that really stands out is called Murder in Himalayas. That sounds lovely. And well, it's about <laughs> it's about um, these young women from Tibet that are hiking to meet the Dalai Lama, and uh, they're going to be nuns. And what happens is uh, they're murdered, basically yeah, because they're escaping. It's terrible. Yeah. And what it's been caught on film because at base camp there was uh, base camp was full, and they saw this happening, and they got out and they started filming some of this. How how old is this film? It's pretty old, but it sure stuck in there. Because I don't remember it. I'll look that up. But some of them do pack a they pack an emotional punch. They do. Mm-hmm. There's always something that just makes me just laugh until I'm just crying. Well, there's one that's there's one that's awesome, and it's. Uh, fly fishing ballet and it's no it's got, it's got all these excuse me older gentlemen i mean older than all of us gray hair beards and this stuff and they're all out fly fishing and they're synchronized fly fishing 
Oh my God, I love to it. this great music. Yeah, it's awesome. Is that this year? No, that's probably ten years ago. Okay, I'm looking up. Yeah. I'm gonna look up both of those. Actually, do yeah. do. But, but this like year's films secrets. This year's films are secrets. Ooh. They oh, have for real. Right this year we have two packages. One is the maple package, and that's one right. and one is the spruce package. Yeah. And these films are pre-picked, pre-chosen by the Banff people that uh, vote on all the films and have bundled them together. So I personally and Barbara McConville has not, not been able to sit and choose the films that we wanted this year. Okay, are you upset about that? Well, it's more fun to be able to pick what you like. Yeah. And, but and I've watched all of them. I, yeah, have, I, yeah. I have watched all of them. Is that just because of COVID? Yeah, okay. it's exactly So you'll right. be back next year? Uh-huh. Okay. But right now, uh, Barbara and I have watched both the Spruce and the Maple films all of them and they're all fantastic one thing i do appreciate about the road warriors are the the little introductions and uh-huh. so they're still going to record that will be that's <coughs> the virtual part they, they'll do that okay. there'll be somebody on like they're not on the stage but they'll be on the screen. like a stream or something yeah like and it's, okay. it'll be just great that sounds perfect so can i go like this with Banff? can you get that on here yeah for, of course mm-hmm. yeah put it towards that camera right over there yeah, so Deuter, there's lots of um, giveaways Deuter's and swag, yeah. yeah, which is very cool. The Banff Mountain That's Center. That's great swag. It is. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't given to me. Anyway. Uh, okay, so tickets are how much and, and what's okay, the date? Okay, February 18th and 19th at Perry's Egyptian Theater, and the tickets are $20 each night or $35 for both nights. Reserve seating. Just yeah. buy two nights. Just buy two nights. Yeah. It's great. And there's new chairs. Oh, my gosh. There are new chairs. Like brand new chairs. I'm so kind of upset about that. I haven't been in there to sit. I haven't either, but I've seen the, I have seen uh, Instagram. They posted. They yanked out the old ones. Yeah. They repainted it. Like They've done some work in there, and they put in brand new chairs. I was That's very really happy nice. with the uncomfortable yeah. old chairs. Yeah, well, That's I think they were selling those if you want one. You could probably I told my one. wife. I said, why didn't we? I didn't know about this. I wanted to buy some. And she's like, you're an idiot because you can't. They're slanted. Like, you have, yeah. you have, have to, to have the right. The room that matches up. Yeah, or you got to canter them with shims <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was. A, it's an ordeal. But yeah. I was bum they traded those out i tell you what i appreciate that but i will appreciate the more <laughs> oh, Yes, <laughs> you can go to perry's egyptian theater and it's online it's um ogden what is it ogden? something something ogden.com if you search perry's egyptian you'll find it pet no it's pet ogden pet ogden com. pet p-e-t you could also go to snowbasinskiteam.org and that's what, Troy, that's yeah. why you're here. And I tell you events, what. There's a, a link to the band. There is a okay. link on there, and it's a great one. Yeah. How much fun are we going to have this year, Jan? How much what? Fun. A blast. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things are just a little bit different because of COVID, but are you still having giveaways? Oh, yes. Prize okay. draws. Yeah. Have we won ever? This, like, no, we go home, every year, I, and we've never won a damn this, thing. I think yeah. this is the year. This is I the think year. it will be too. Yeah. I feel it. I feel <laughs> that it's part out, but let's rig it so that Brandon and <laughs> listen. I'm just saying, if it comes up, yeah. But to tell you the truth, regardless, like what you give away is it's the excitement incredible. of maybe winning. Well, fun. Yeah, those packs are time. awesome too. We like, do. we so because it's all it's a mix between the local and then what the Banff. major sponsors mm-hmm. of Banff give to you. And because it's yeah. of COVID, they haven't sent a lot down. No, but yeah, I did but appreciate the fun. fact that they used to give us kicking horse coffee. I re- we order it. You are. My husband and I order it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. If you Jan. haven't made it into a yearly habit of going, you, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Like, 
Yeah, we look forward to it every single year. Yeah. Every single year. 21 years. Yeah. Really is and, and it's And it's not like I'm an absolute aficionado of every single subject in every single film, but I love them all. Well, the, every photography, one of those. the photography oh, is out of sight. They're so um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. By the time the you're stories. done, with, you want to go on a trip or you want to Google beautiful pictures or whatever oh. it takes <laughs> to just sort of live like My favorite are the ones, I th- for some reason, where they, they endure the cold. So they're crossing the Arctic for oh. some stupid reason. And then they're cold and they're bitching about it, but they're funny. They're yeah. fun when they have a they sense do. of humor, or I think it's maybe that's the longer ones where they're crossing the ocean by themselves, but they're like cracking <laughs> jokes the whole time, and you're like, these guys are nuts. And it's usually the the Europe, the Englishmen, it whatever, is. and they're From like, England. what are these yeah. guys doing? And or they're crossing the desert, you know those. Or it's one guy that's doing all of the camera work, all the filming, all the, the whole work. Oh, the, the whole thing, thing. expedition the whole thing. Yeah. himself, and so he's setting all that up, and so he's completely insane, and so. I just feel fortunate to be able to see some of these. And then they bitch about it. They're like, yeah, I had to make this trip twice because I had to go back and get my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? It's pretty They're wild. doing it for us, Brandon. I know. That's I know. right. All right, so Banff is coming up. Thanks, Jan, so much. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks. Uh, Parker. Parker, what is going on? We got You want to swap places with one of these two? And we'll, um, we'll chat real quick about the uh, – what do you do, Parker? About what you do. I'm not even sure exactly. Thanks, Jan. Can I give a quick intro? Yeah. So Parker is one of these kids that grew up on the ski team. Kids, I like uh, that. He's a young he's, kid. He's look at, so cute. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he grew up on the ski team, learned how to, you know, race, do that whole thing, and, uh, again, fell in love with some of the aspects that I think the team brought to him. I don't want to speak entirely for him, but, uh, you know, had a passion for skiing to the point that he wanted to coach, get back involved, and, and share that passion with some of the younger kids. And, and so he's been our uh, free ride director for how long now? Uh, this is my ninth season. Oh, wow. That's a long time. On the free ride team, yeah. Parker, do you, when you're at the top of the hill, do you wait for someone to come up next to you just like you're at a stoplight and then just kick their ass on the way down? Like, do you sometimes do that? Uh, sometimes. Usually I'm the one that, <laughs> usually I'm the one that sits there and looks at them and watches them. You going to hit that first? Or you watch I'm disgust. Jump in front of you. <laughs> All right. Well, how's the free ride changed in the nine years you've been doing this? Uh, it's It's been crazy. We've seen significant growth um, to Troy's point. You know, I joined the free ride team nine seasons ago. Uh, we had four athletes when we started. Yeah. Uh, now we're close to 40. Just crazy cool. growth. Yeah. We have events popping. It's a cool up. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And I call it soul skiing. You just get to go up, pick your line, have fun, be creative. Mm-hmm. Feeds the so how do you coach it, though? How do you coach that? So it's it's not much different from coaching a race team. Um, we're still teaching fundamentals and all that. But when we get up to off-piece skiing, it's more of be creative, pick your line. Fundamentals don't change. right? We're still Everything's still the same. Parallel skis, stay forward in the boot, pressure, hands up. Uh, it's all the same. It's just matter of like when we're teaching takeoffs four-point stance staying forward um you got to be a little more balanced you can't charge as hard snow is is forgiving but there's bumps underneath you don't know what's coming so is this more you against <clears throat> the mountain instead of you against the racer on this you know what i mean yeah yeah that's that's a good way to put it okay it is, it is you against the mountain but uh you know you get to take charge and show the mountain who's or, boss. Or wait, are we ever against the mountain, or are we you? We're, we're one, one with, with the mountain. One with the mountain. That's what. All right. 
Just making sure. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, who's are there? I mean, the competitions. Like, what's? How do you do this? Like, how do you determine who's the best skier in that modality? So the we have three judges at each event. Uh, they sit at the bottom, and we just have an open area with a bunch of features in between, some technical sections, um, and the, the judges just score it. Um, everything's based on line choice. So the athletes get the creativity to start from where we set a starting point and uh, choose your line, and the judges will score it accordingly. They kind of have a, a base structure where they go, um, and everything's based off that, and they go into control, fluidity, technique, style, and energy, and they're all each each scoring category to get at the end, um, put it all together, and that's the final result. And the Russian judge is still the hardest judge? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. They're hard to please. 6.0. <laughs> Every single time, yeah. Every time. What's the hardest part about what you do? Uh, it's all. It can't all be fun. When, when do you I, really got to dig in? Yeah, this is work. Like this is hard. It, work. it is hard work. Uh, no, honestly, tell you got to tell us something. This is a boring answer, but I I love everything oh I do. That's a great answer. I mean, that really is so, a great answer. Everything's working out the way it should. I, I I grew up on the race team. I raced for 13 years for Snow Basin, and it's funny because Troy's brother was actually my coach for had to be seven of those years, and he's great guy and he is the one that built up my passion for big mountain skiing how good were you before you started on the race team i was trash mm. i <laughs> i i started when i was five turning six um trash is a five. trashy five <laughs> it was so bad at oh, five. I, was, I was one of those kids <laughs> i was one of those kids that decided to turn around backwards and not listen to my dad and just be like ah and just roll down the hill yeah didn't care what he said but joined the team when i was five um and I think I had Troy's brother, Tyler, for the first couple of years, and then he had advanced up to the fist level. And I worked my way towards there. Um, but Tyler was always one of those guys that took us out free skiing. If it was a powder day, we were out free skiing. No gates in the ground. Let's go enjoy the mountain. And he showed me the love for skiing beyond racing. Um, so I, I owe him a lot. But that's that's kind of where my passion led into Big Mountain. I still, I still do enjoy the racing side of it are you competitive in all things like do you kick ass at mario kart oh yeah, yeah okay I, i've got an eight-year-old son we play weekly <laughs> <laughs> you don't look old enough to have an eight-year-old son but that's great yeah okay well um what's what are you most excited about when you're out there teaching the kids when something happens and you're like hey hit me in, in the heart um the kids i get to see the kids express themselves on a daily basis yeah. and uh, as cheesy as it sounds, skiing is an art form. Um, and to see the kids put together a line top to bottom and come up with their own their own tricks, hitting these drops and um, just putting together a full line top to bottom and seeing their hype at the bottom yeah. when they're super stoked and everybody, the whole group's cheering them on. There's, there's nothing better than that. I, I have one quick question. So I do uh, advising <coughs> for visual art and design, the art department on campus and uh, to me one of the, the the biggest benefits of being in school or any of these programs is just building confidence and so if you could just talk about just confidence and maybe both of you guys can answer that as far as what a program like this does to a kid building confidence you know each time they get up on the mountain and how that trickles into so much you know of the rest of their yeah, life good question Todd confidence confidence yeah we, you should get some of that 
You got you have so much confidence. <laughs> confidence I need to take lessons from these two. That's what I got to yeah. do. I'm in the ma- the mature class or whatever. The mature class. Right <laughs> so what do you guys think of that? Uh, yeah. So it's building confidence. Kids is a big thing for Big Mountain. Uh, you know, we're we're taking them up to shoots that they've never seen, and they stand up at the top and they're they're having oh shit moments. Uh, it's it's a weekly challenge, uh, but having their peers around them, same age, you know, same skill level, to cheer them on. Um, you know, parents always say don't give in to peer pressure, but when it comes to skiing, <laughs> I say go for it. Um, but you know, they all need to have confidence in their ability, and they all have confidence in their coaches. Parents have confidence in their coaches, and that's why we take them to to push to push their skill level, but push their uh, their mental capacity to a point where they know I have full confidence in them to put confidence in themselves. And, you know, that's what we're all about is, as a team, racing, big mountain is bring them all together, cheering them on. Um, but I think the, the peers, getting the peers together is, is the biggest part. Yeah, I, I second pretty much all that, I guess. Um, maybe a personal story would be um, my son's now 11 and two years ago. So he was nine at the time. Um, you know, he's skiing really well. He was skiing some off piece stuff pretty good. And we decided it was time to take him to middle bowl Cirque. So a lot of people don't even go to middle bowl Cirque at the age of 15, 20, you know, whatever uh, you'd look at it from the top of needles. And it's not particularly scary for most, you know, an advanced skier, but a nine year old, Believe me, when you That's come steep. up to you, you come up to that cornice and it's pretty big. Well, my boy just he just stood there and he kind of looked at me and then he just skidded out, man. He just went right down and he just <laughs> he just started making his turns and his pole plants were right out front, uh, you know, right down to his tip and and just started making some turns, nice controlled turns. I mean, he was going across the hill a bit, but at the age of nine, you know, he was skiing off uh, off stuff that, that again a lot of people wouldn't at all. And he he I don't want to say he didn't hesitate. He got there. He took a breath. He looked at where he was going to go, and then he just went. He knew I got the I have the skills to do this. I can I can pull it off and do it. Um, maybe the difference between say Big Mountain or the free ride and the Alpine piece in that confidence is the scenario of an Alpine race is just a little bit different day to day. I don't think it's probably much different in the start gate. But when you you're an Alpine race and and you get to the top, there's usually say a hundred kids in your in your competition for the day. So there's you know, there's all the different teams, Snowbird and uh, Park City and Romark and Jackson Hole, whoever's all there. And so you're lined up with, you know, all these kids and there's a hundred of them and you're with your coach and they're helping you through. But at some point they kind of have to let you go into the start zone. So you come into the section where the officials are at and the starter and the start ref. And then it's just you standing there with the start gate in front of you and the course. And that's it. Right. So you're you're kind of alone. Really, you are like there's people around you. and There's people cheering your name, but you don't hear any of can it. you hear yeah i was gonna say can you, you hear it? you don't hear it you if, don't, if you, you hear it you're not doing it right yeah, yeah. if you hear it you're not focused enough and, and at the young age they do they hear it and they, they get excited so but they get focused enough that really it all kind of becomes blurry and and then they know they're at the start gate and and it's icy as crap and it's and it's a difficult course it might be fresh and smooth or it could be you're running 95 out of 100 kids and there's 95 tracks in front of you and it's bumpy and rough and could be crazy and and you get a 10 second mark and then five, four, three, two, one, and then they kick out and go. And so to be nine, 10, 11, 12, and be there by yourself and, and put into that position where you have to, you've got to go, you got to have the confidence to do it. And they, 
I, I, I'm yet to see a kid like back out of the start and say, I'm not doing it. You know, they all just get no. up and they go, I've tried, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm, I've yeah. got the confidence to do it. And they go and they get to the bottom, win or lose. Um, pretty much every kid comes through, arms in the air, stoked about what just happened. So I love it, it. it's really cool to see. What's better for recruitment, uh, Michaela Schifrin or the Olympics? Um, oh, good question. I don't know. That's a hard one to answer. Michaela's pretty, ra- Michaela's pretty rad. She has some she, pull, huh? She's, she's, she's she does. Some pull. She's pretty rad. Um, yeah, her story, her focus, her regimen for the day, I mean, and everything she does is is pretty incredible. She's a fine-tuned machine just for skiing. How's she gonna, is she in the Olympics this oh, year? Yeah, How's she going to do? How many golds? She's going to snag at least a couple, I would assume. So Okay. She's going to what? All, all events. All events. Oh, all she's events. Competing all in all events. events. Yeah, yeah she's somewhat of a, a an anomaly in the alpine racing world in that some people race all the events, the speed events, downhill, super G, giant slalom, slalom, but most do well in either the super G and downhill or the giant slalom, slalom. And she's been able to win in all the categories, and and that's pretty unique. So yeah, this is wild. Hey, thanks you guys for coming in. Um, I'm going to burn nice. through some 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 stories real quick. Feel free to chime in as we. I want your feedback on some of these. Um, first, we'll get to it's the snow sucks. Hasn't snowed. For, does that affect your season? By the way, it affects free ride probably more. Free ride, yeah. yeah. We we just had to change venue locations because yeah. of the lack of snow. Yeah. So. so I got zeros across the board. Who has more snow? Who has a bigger base, Powder Mountain or Snow Basin? Right now. Oh, more base. It's all about that base. It's all about the. It's all about. I think I don't know. I would. Think natural snowfall maybe powder might. I, I think better I think powder will pull it. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. So powder's got fifty. Snow basin forty two. Where's Nordic? By the way, that's always interesting. Thirty. Thirty. Hanging in there. Hanging Which, in by there. the way, we train at Nordic Valley as well, and it's phenomenal training. So we get the kids get in two hours. They'll go there and they'll crank out eighteen laps or something in twenty in a couple hours. That's, that's awesome. Really awesome. I was up there yesterday. I was I was quite impressed actually. Nordic. Yeah. Yeah. Go in there Saturday. Uh, so they fenced the takeout at Hentag. You guys, rafters, tubers, those of you who do the the, the Hennifer to Taggart little run there, the tag, Mr. Taggart, I mean, his last name is seriously Taggart, owns the property there. He fenced off the takeout. I am not happy about this, uh, but the I think the county is going to reassess what property he owns to see if he has the right to actually put that fence there. Uh, because otherwise it'll be a total mess if when we all try and tube it in the summer, so that's cool. Um, that's from the standard. Again. Yeah, I'm more of a tuber than I am a kayaker. <laughs> so. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. At these days, I love going sure. on the river, but I usually just hire my brother and help <laughs> on a trip guided and then sit. There. As long as the tube has a cup holder, I'm game. The cup holders <laughs> are essential. Essential. Todd, did you watch any Sundance this year? I, I did watch two films. I had a chance to see two films. Were they the big films? I keep pretty bit. I keep pretty busy. They were two. They got a pretty good buzz. They, one of them pre-sold. I think right before it started, and then the other one I think did pretty well. So, you won't be alone. You won't be alone. Was one of them? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that was one of. And so, I, they did the they did online last year as well. I was there. What did I decide? This is my. You you probably appreciate this is probably near that number of the Banff number, but I. This is my 26th Sundance, I think, 26th Sundance. Wow. But that was virtual this year. Virtual this year. um, And so I've still managed to see some. I want to keep that, you know, that that going. Plus, I love seeing the movies, too. And so, but we still made a night of it. You know, I still had 
theater snacks and you know we made little signs and you know and and so (laughs) did you meet any celebrities at your house there were some celebrities there were like more like b celebrities and it was it was it was me like b or c celebrity yeah but uh but i I mean i could have come over i think they made the most of it i think that uh, if you look back a couple years ago um Sundance, that Park City, that actually some of the first cases showed up at, at that Sundance. And so that was California. 2020? 19. Yeah. 2020. So, they, so it actually, I mean, Park City was one of the first places that they got some of the first cases. was, And so I I know these venues really, really well. And so I was fine with that decision, honestly. And so I think that they'll be back next year. Did you see the Lucy and Desi? I have not, but okay. that one will be available very soon. Cha-Cha Real Smooth? That one was sold out before it even started. Living? Nope. Utama? What, what do you know about that living? I don't know. I'm just going down just a list here. Names. <laughs> it says it's, it's a bold idea to remake a movie by Japanese master Akira Kurosawa, although it helps to have Nobel Prize winner Kazuo Ishiguro. This is, I am not. I don't know what. The, uh, <laughs> on screenplay duties. Yeah. And the star of Bill Nye's Calibre on board. I don't know what this is. Let's any, just say it was just, still a good lineup. And it they was still went through all the steps of. All the submissions. In fact, I think there was even more submissions this year than most years. And uh, Very cool. Just a different experience for sure. But the way they had it lined up, they had two screenings. Uh, the first screening, you had a three-hour block to watch it. And if you w- started the film within, say, 30 minutes of it starting, then you could you watch the Q&A live. And that's one of the reasons I go to these is so I can so I can hear that. I mean, that's the reason I go to gallery openings is so I can be there with the artists. And so... So I, I try to see most of those premieres, but if you can't make that, then three days later, they do another screening of the film that's available for 24 hours. So yeah. you have like a 24-hour block to see it. And so I, I took off a few days from work and just watched, you know, like I said, a few of the, the live ones. Can you do homework while you're watching those? No. Okay. No. In fact, the one, the first one you mentioned is subtitled, so that makes it even harder. So. Oh, yeah. You gotta, yeah you gotta. So I was watching a... <laughs> I don't remember what film I was watching, but oh, it was a Marvel film, and there were some subtitles in a certain section, and I was reading them to my son, and he's like, Dad, how do you know what they're saying? They're speaking Russian. I'm, all, I'm reading the subtitles. <laughs> he's not quite there yet. Uh, what do you guys know, if anything, about Alta and paid reservations for um, before 8 a.m. prompting Wasatch Backcountry Alliance to start a new shuttle system for Dawn Patrol? Anything? Do we care? We're not cottonwoods so I yeah don't i don't make it down there but i, I yeah. have friends who do it's 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 tough but i i mean on some level i get it it's there's you know the car's got to go somewhere and it's got to be a solution so yeah. i think that the shuttle the wasatch is putting together wasatch backcountry it's a good idea yeah maybe that has some legs and could create uh, some new opportunities in other areas as well where they could shuttle to different different lots and access different different places too so yeah shuttle Yeah, let's carp. Girl Scout season with the uh, cookies are back, and they have a new cookie to ruin us all. The Adventurefuls is the name of the new cookie. We're probably all doomed. So, yeah. I don't even know what that would be. Adventurefuls, a brownie inspired enjoyment, equal parts crumble and crisp, whose sea salt caramel finish aims to invoke excitement. Oh. Mm, man yeah Cecil. get the adventure full oh <laughs> what's dear. a box of girls Cup cookies up to it doesn't matter they doesn't <laughs> matter well, i'll buy all the thin mints i don't care there is something to be said for that. <laughs> i guess they could be increasing the prices of those okay uh the first all black ex- ever everest expedition full circle is their name 
prepares. Oh, geez, there goes my camera. I don't know. I'm going to have to fix that. I'll go to camera B. I have a B camera. Uh, <laughs> over, <laughs> it's not as nice, actually. Uh, of the over 4,000 people who have stood on the summit of Mount Everest, only 10 have been black. The Full Circle Expedition would double that number this spring. Phil Henderson is a veteran high-altitude mountaineer who's climbed peaks and trained summit support workers from the Himalayas to, you say Himalaya, I say Himalaya? Himalaya? Laya? Laya? Laya. Himalaya? Himalaya. To Denali. But his self-proclaimed biggest career highlight came after a presentation to grade schoolers in Atlanta, Georgia. Henderson um, started his outdoor career as a Knowles instructor in the mid-90s. It's fair to say he worked uh, on a certain bleeding edge. Black outdoor professionals were decidedly uncommon in Wyoming at the time. His path eventually led him to Kenya and Tanzania and Nepal where he worked with guides and porters on big mountains. And so he's guiding up. Dude just looks cool. He's like he's this black guy and he's kind of like like half bald and then dreads and then like a white beard. You know, like just a badass wearing his big old North Face poof, poofy. Uh, so yeah, going up Everest. Wish him all the luck. Wish everyone on That's Everest That's a great story. Luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. So, yeah, plus he's got his sunglasses on. He's looking cool. Uh, very good. All right. So, uh, in worse news or bad news, let's see if my actual camera A, camera A. All right, much better. See how much nicer that one is, Jan. Jeez, that's what it's all about. <sighs> A hiker fell 700 feet to his death while. Any guesses? Any guesses? That was taking a selfie. I don't want to spoil it. <clears throat> taking a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, 21 year old kid too. 700 feet to his death in the Superstition Mountains east of Phoenix. Jacobson was reported camping with friends at the top of Flatiron Peak. Reports suggest that Jacobson was attempting to take a selfie with his back to the cliff, and he lost his footing and plummeted to his death. Be careful out there, folks. It's a dangerous world, and there that is absolutely a horrible story. That is a bummer. Uh, Sean White collaborates with Louis Vuitton for a snowboard trunk. So if you want the ultimate creme de la creme, so when you tour, all right, and you... Do you guys have snowboarders on? You don't do rate snowboard racing. It's all skis. It's all skis for us. Yeah. Yeah, well, Nothing you, against snowboarding. You could buy this uh, still, I guess, and throw your skis in there. I don't know why you would. but uh, Sean White's, f- it says Fledgling. Okay. I don't know anything about the company, but kind of makes me laugh. Fledgling snowboarding company, Whitespace. I'd, I hadn't heard of it, so I'll accept Fledgling. Is already collaborating collaborating with the, one of the biggest names in the fashion industry, Louis Vuitton, when Sean was hatching plans to build his own brand. He reached out, because he was sponsored by Burton forever, reached out to the recently deceased LV, Louis Vuitton, artistic director Virgil Abloh. He just barely died. Sean shared a touching story about the collaboration and will be rocking the luggage in Beijing as an homage to Virgil. It is a Louis Vuitton snowboard bag. How much one of those costs do you think? I don't know. I absolutely want a price for that, yeah. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't I don't say. see Louis Vuitton at the outdoor retailer. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, we missed him. Yeah, yeah Greg some, just caught back, and he didn't tell me Louis Vuitton was there. Yeah, well, somewhere so. on the packaging it says, you know, don't get wet, or it says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> All right, so something worth watching, Banff. Get your tickets to Banff. Go hang out at Banff. For the Gear 30 segment, we have Scarpa. Okay. So uh, we, it's a late order. Supply chain is a thing. It's an issue. But we did get Scarpa 
climbing shoes if you're into that if you need them for the gym inside the men's origin women's reflex and uh men's men's reflex also we got more gia alpine touring ski boots from scarpa and then the boot that everyone's raving about and it's pretty much the boot of the shop all the all the kids in the shop want this boot it's the men's f1 alpine touring ski boot retails at 6.99 we got a fresh load in uh, also the women's f1 and the men's mastrali rs so if you're that's an 800 boot if you're looking for a ski touring boot i know it is february one essentially but um scarp is in come down but to is the, the shop. is the louis vuitton scarpa collab in yet? that is where i ordered it and it didn't show i don't know what the deal is it's you not here yet call it's me no. when you get that all right jeez <sighs> maybe we get one Ski team branded Louis Vuitton with the ski team brand on it. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah, That's perfect. <laughs> That's, I'm kind of embarrassed that you don't already. <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be a thing. All right, quote of the week: Just become totally content and happy from within. Then you will get all you want. Shri Shri Ravi Shranker. What the name is that? It's a memorable. Shri yeah. Shri Ravi Shranker. Just become totally content and happy from. And then you'll get all you want. Listen to the Banyan one for, or thank you to Banyan one for powering today's 384th episode of the Ognot Door Adventure Show. Listen and subscribe to the Banyan Collective on YouTube. We love you on YouTube. Please subscribe. Uh, click the notifications button. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thebanyancollective.com, and on the Podbean app for Android and iPhones. All show notes with the links are available at thebanyancollective.com on the blog. DM us on Instagram if you want to say hi or you have guest suggestions or you want to reach out to anyone we've had on at Ogden Adventure. This week's outdoor jukebox is called is Youth. It's a daughter cover from UD Co. that was just released yesterday on Van Sessions. It's it a John, great song. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's a great song. As John Muir would say, the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. On the place that you left Our minds are troubled by the emptiness Destroy the metal, it's a waste of time From the perfect start to the finish line And if you're still breathing, you're the lucky one Cause most of us are heaving through corrupted lungs Setting fire to our insides for fun Collecting names of the lovers that went wrong The lovers that went wrong